today's episode, I interview my friend Alex, who is the founder of Checkmark Consulting and the woman about town when it comes to Austin, Texas. Ironically, I'm moving to Austin, Texas in a week, and when we recorded this episode, I had not yet been to visit lately. So we talk about me coming and hanging, and now we're here. I am packing up my New York apartment and moving to Austin in a week, and I can't wait. But Alex is all about food and Austin. So if you like food recommendations, check out her Instagram, Checkmark Eats. If you are looking to have some restaurant consulting, food consulting help, check out her website, Checkmark Consulting, uh, and take a listen. We talk about all things growth and entrepreneurship and family and dating and just life, what makes us tick, what makes us cringe, and everything in between. Enjoy. her group back <laughs> to um, talk about how everything we need is inside. I think like that's a perfect segue to getting our group back. I feel very similar in a completely extreme way. I feel like I'm finally like becoming re-empowered, re-inspired, like connecting back to my grit. Like, you know, when you get in these places of whatever is like feeding off of you or eating at you, whether it's like a big thing or a small thing, it takes some of your energy. So like now starting to like really like get back to like, I've always loved you because of your joie de vivre and your like complete um, just love of life, whether it's like a cookie or a swim or a a man, whatever it is, it's like intense. It's intense. That's so funny. I never thought of myself as intense. But like when I believe in something, I really believe in it and I want everyone else to experience it and love it as much as I do. I think that's like, so people call, you can call it intense, you can call it focus, you can call it passionate. I think for me, the most attractive um, humans are those that have uh, joie de vivre. And I think to have joie de vivre, you have to have intensity and you have to have passion. And I would say that's why I was connected to you because you don't, you're either in or you're out. And if there's gray, it's because you're unsure because you want to give something more credit than it's worth. Be it a person, a food, a place, a job. And the, the uh, unsurety, it's not unsurety. The doubt, it's not doubt. It's just clear. It's the answer. It, it's the answer. And like yeah. that's everything you need is inside. It's like, you know the answer and you and I similarly, we don't want to often see like the truth because we want to believe that there's something that's deeper than that. And yeah, we want to give the give it a chance and like help make it better, or work it out. Totally. So, with that said, okay, like since I've known you, how did we meet for your blog? Uh, it was probably when I when when I was working at the door. Oh, I know. We met at South Beach Food and Wine Festival. Really. I, I'm pretty sure, like, on the beach at one of the food events, I think it was with Becca Dorfman, who I love. I love And I think she introduced us that night, and then we realized how much we had in common, and you loved Lure Fish Bar, and we lived on, we both lived on Mulberry, and we both loved fitness, and you had, a, you were working at, in-house at, as PR hospitality, and then I met Arthur, 
in my CrossFit class who worked with you and we just kept having reasons to relate to each other and talk to each other. Yeah, good. I like that. I like all of it. <laughs> um, good people. Yeah. And yeah, I guess you're probably right at the door. Um, and again, I, I think in you, it was like you were, there was a light, you know, and, and I'm learning more and more just actually through like quite traumatic experiences that people are attracted to the light. And if you have it, it's not something you um, can manufacture. It's just that it's just real. Like, it's just real. People are attracted to your energy and you lead with love. And I think that's probably what I saw in you and probably what you saw in me. So in some ways, there's oh, yeah. a spirit. You're um, one of those people where it's like, oh, if something's not going the right way for me or I feel unsteady when in work or relationships or whatnot, I'm like, I know I just need to talk to Olivia and she'll she'll get me back into the center. And because I, I, I have the same mindset as you a lot uh, or opinions about things. Mm -hmm. And, and you also are really good at making me know my worth when I might try to give it up a little bit of it. So I'm, um, I'm here for that. Completely and, here for that. <laughs> and you know, when we both lived on Mulberry, it was actually, um, four years ago today, I moved back to Austin and I was trying to figure out, I wanted to work in-house for a restaurant group and do their marketing. And, and you were thinking about opening Box and Flow. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like, are you sure you want to like sign a lease on a fitness studio? And, and I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to, and then I ended up getting that job um, at MMH in Austin. And I moved to Austin at the same time you signed a lease. And it was so weird because we were meeting at the Gray Dog for like lunch or something and talking about the big new things we wanted to do and they were so different from each other but they happened at the same time so interesting I remember that again there was like there was a kindred spirit between us and also like so different like I remember seeing your blogs and like all the cookies I'm like how is this girl eating so many fucking cookies <laughs> like and I was I, just like I was so like like interested in like where what are, and then there was like the crossfit and it was just in, it was intensity you were intensely passionate about doing what you love to do and also like not in a strange way like you were deeply emotional you were deeply connected to the decisions you made because you knew that they would impact your life in a way and you wanted to know the outcome before actually like doing you know taking the step like me oh yeah yeah but but it all but you trusted yourself enough to take the step like the the, the move to austin was incredibly drastic and you also there was something in you everything you need is inside that that like let you take that step and you trusted it and you did. I know. I remember being like, I I'm from Houston and went to UT and I remember thinking, am I ever going to get back to Texas? And when I got this opportunity, then I had this feeling, well, have I wasted my connections and all the relationships I've built in New York through restaurants and media and PR. And then this following, I eat, and I just lose all of it. And I have, you know, not really thought about that since because I didn't lose it. And I just made new relationships and new connections in Austin. And it was so much fun. But that's recently what I was thinking about you because I feel like I was so worried about being attached to the company I worked for or the city. Like everything you need is inside. It's me. It's I'm, I can, if I've done it somewhere else, I'll do it at a new place. And I can try it. I could even try a new industry if I wanted to, even though I'm passionate about hospitality but 
I, I remember the words because I hear them so much through you and on your website and your mission, but it is just a good reminder that not to be scared and um, attached to a title because you're still you and people think of you. And when I started my own company and I left MMH, I was worried people, I don't work at MMH anymore, but I learned, I had learned before in New York and I left New York and then now I have my own um, company and people just say my name still. It's not where I work or who I work with. It's me. And it, it's a feeling to know that. It, it always was. time to believe it. It always was. Yeah. I think it's even like one step further to take away even like what you are attached to, the title, the, the, the business. And we talked mm -hmm. a little bit before this and it was like thinking about like not being with this firm anymore or where you came from or the resume sort of thing. And I, I recognize and respect your requests, like, and I hear all of that, but at the same time, like it had nothing to do with where you were or what your title was or where you worked or who you worked for it was always like you, it was always you. So I think like, once you actually recognize the power that you hold, that's when you start to like free yourself from the burden that you carry. Like, and I, wow. Once you recognize the power that you hold, you free yourself. Oh yeah. And it's, it's fun. Yeah. And to someone that I was just thinking about, or I, I'm thinking that I want to work with a specific client and then someone introduces me to them and it, it's like, it all flows at the same time when you don't put too much pressure on it, but you still have it in reach in your mind of your goal. Cause you're literally in sync with the universe. Yeah. Like that idea of like, it's like, you're literally, you're not resisting anything. So you're, you're wide open and yeah. you're wide open things you allow yourself to receive. And I think it's really interesting if you notice those energies and how they switch and how fluid life can be when you go with the flow as opposed to push against it. And that's why it's funny, like go back to what we were speaking about. I know you and your character and when you're holding on to something that's not working and there's a part of you that wants to believe that it will and it's resisting you hard because you're <laughs> resisting it subconsciously. Yeah. It doesn't work. And when you let go of it, et cetera, or get into something that should be working and then all of a sudden the floodgates open. So it goes both ways. But um, yeah, I, I guess I think, again, that's why like kindred spirits, it's we both have that in us that we, we want so bad, we love so hard, we will so much, we work so much. Like you just, you're here for it. You're like here for life and anything less than that is like, it sucks your energy as opposed to feeds your energy and like you yeah. have all energy. Yeah, I can't hear you. Oh, I was gonna say that I, I, I can tell like when things are flowing and going great, it's nonstop, and and that's why when something goes the wrong direction, then I, I don't know what to do because I'm so used to like these highs. Well, yeah, we're all suckers for the high. Yeah. Track addicts out there. Okay, so whatever. So New York was a high for a while. You did so many things. You worked for a bunch of PR companies. You took a, like on the hospitality industry. You became a food blogger at the time to start blogging. Your Instagram blew the fuck up. Like, can we just like applaud that? <laughs> you literally got in at a time where it was like prime and you were honest and authentic and people responded to that. Let's, let's just talk about that for a second. Oh, thank you. It's true. 
I know people like will email me and ask me like how to do it. And I'm like, do it in 2011. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love that. I, I, I had my blog. I was writing about everywhere I ate. I ate at a new restaurant every day. And so when Instagram came out, I was like, well, I guess I'll just call it check Mark eats and post about the food here. Cause I don't know what else to post about. Why check, and, why check, check Mark? How did you get check Mark from right check? just did. uh because it was like checking off every restaurant on my list like a check mark and my last name had the word check in it got it okay so you started blogging you started going to all these restaurants yeah i but i was all the, the difference is that i was already doing this regardless of writing a blog or having an instagram i was already going to all these restaurants and i already cared about this stuff and i already recommended things like that's what i think is the difference some people are like i just want to like have a blog and sell something, but I was already doing this before. Like I, I wanted to talk about this stuff already. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think that's like, there's passion and it's rooted in something real. I think that's, again, that's the smoke and mirrors of like Instagram. It's like who actually believes in this stuff, who's eating the food, who cares about eating the food. Not that I actually care if you are or you aren't, but if you're not passionate about what you're talking about, there's some sort of disconnect. Right. There's a lot of people that just take photos of food. I'm like, uh, let's hurry up with this photo so I can eat it because <laughs> that's what I care about. You're so funny. Okay. So you started this vlog and then like in 2011. So when did it start getting hot? Like when did it start picking up? So I was on Huffington Post best food blogs the summer of 2012, literally the week that it was a year, my year anniversary. And I remember being in my apartment and looking at my Google analytics because I would look at them every night. And all of a sudden it was just like hundreds and hundreds. I'm like, who just decided to read my blog tonight? How is it like skyrocketing? And then I found the article and I was on best food blogs, like infatuation, tasting table, grub street, um, eater. And I was like the only person that was one human. The rest were like companies. And I think that girl who wrote it, I never met her or anything, but she's the one that really skyrocketed it for me yeah no I mean no again passion you had this light you she just saw you and I think yeah she revealed me <laughs> yeah. yeah no and then I would say you revealed yourself you're like as cheesy as it sounds but it doesn't like I, you're you're one of these people that carry that amount of like love thank you I've been told that I beat to my own drum and <laughs> people never know what's going on in here but <laughs> believe it um, you know, I've never really done things cause someone, cause everyone else was doing it. I, 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 my gut is so strong that if I were to do something just because other people said I should, I would feel worse. Mm -hmm. So I've always just kind of, and my parents have never pushed me to do a specific industry or something like that. They always just like want me to have fun and be a good person. And so I, I get that from them. I, I think. I, would I don't have, I, I don't have pressure from them. Yeah. Like I studied so hard in high school so I could go to UT cause I wanted to be like my brothers, but my parents never told me I had to study. Right. But even if you know, I don't know. I mean, they, they didn't tell me I had to move home from New York. Like I had friends whose parents did that. They're like, you need to come back to Texas. My parents always just let me do what I wanted. And so I, I don't know. Yeah, I think the parenting is interesting. Like, I have strong parents, but at the same time, they've always, like, supported my decisions. And I've right. been too strong for them to try and, like, 
tell otherwise. Like I recently was like, this is what I'm doing. I'm like, this is blah. And like, I'm an adult at this point, but at the same time, like I'm, I still feel like a child in some ways because I'm super close to my family. Same. It's weird, but it's- I ask them for advice. I'm like, what should I do? When I was leaving New York, I, I remember I had, I felt sick. And I was like, I, when I was making this decision, like I, I was hot, it was summer. I felt like I was going to pass out. Yeah. And I've never felt, I've never felt like that. And I called my dad. I'm like, dad, should I move to Texas or stay in New York? And he's like, I can't make that decision for you. And I just talked to so many people where- I know also my parents play it safe. So they told me, I mentioned something the other day and they- and if I mention a man, they're like, oh, like it's all, I'm like, and I won't, I stopped. I don't even give them a name. Even if I've been dating for, for months, I will not, I will show a photo. I will not give a name because like, I don't want the Google. I don't want anything. Like I, I, I just stopped asking for permission, asking for acceptance, asking for the yes or the no. Mm -hmm. I stopped also dating a resume. And even recently with like, I mentioned an idea and I was like, I'm going to move. Like I'm done. I'm dropping all this attachment. I need to go to, and they're like, well, that doesn't really make sense. Why would you? And I actually just said like, what? Like this is, I'm not asking your permission. Yeah. At the same time, I'm so close with my family that I only share with the people that I care and love and the people that I care and love as wide and vast as that is like the whole world and like one fucking love and like everybody, it's a very small circle. So if I can't tell the people that I love and care about what I'm going to do without judgment or permission, like it's not the way forward. So it was just like, I'm not asking your opinion. It's, I'm telling you what's going to work for me. Cause I know. Yeah. I'll see you on the other side. And that's empowering. I'll see. I love, you know, I've actually thought about that recently. I have very close friends throughout my whole life from every stage, like elementary school, high school, college, New York. And sometimes I, I tell too many people what's going on and then I get too many opinions. And then I, I kind of lose like, well, what was I trying? Where was I trying to go? And I've been thinking lately, actually, like I just need to stick to telling just five people like if it's a dating story or a work thing, like I can't get everyone's opinion because then you lose, like you said, you lose what's inside. You have too many people. Well, then you just, it's, it becomes noise. And I think you were, you, you retreat like yeah. the turtle that goes in the shell. Like when I started Box and Flow and you mentioned when we started, I started talking to everybody, asking people's opinions. And the reason why I shared so much is was, was because I was seeking validation or like from like sharing from deep insecurity like needing to know what was right. So if they were like, oh my God, that's the best idea ever. It was like, I won. And if they were yeah. mean, it was like, oh no, like stop. And I was literally living through their lens. So I think yeah. get to a place of trusting yourself, which you already are, and that's your purity. That's your best self. You already have what you need. You don't need that. So when you start seeking outwards, it's when you stop looking in. You don't want to be that. You don't want to be in a place of seeking outwards. Right. What, what does self-help mean? You're helping yourself. Yeah. It's true. It's, and it's, yeah. you know, certain things, it's good to talk it out with friends because then you admit to yourself more when you're talking out loud. That, but I also think it's, you have to be very conscious of who you're sharing with. Yeah. The people that often give you opinions, and I've learned this myself, it's through their own projection of like, they never did those things. They never made those decisions and they yeah pull in them. They wanted to fill and they'll fill it through you or, um, that you, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, 
in the same way you are like thinking about smaller circle, like I have had so much transition in my life lately as recently as yesterday through like a totally difference from where we've caught up from like times mm -hmm. in like, yeah, I can't even go. We're not there yet, but sharing, but, um, I have a group of angels around me and my angels are the people that are holding me because without them, I wouldn't be here. Like literally like here. Mm -hmm. and, those are the people that I will seek guidance from and only them. Because yeah. When I start, cause I have, even in this like crazy transitional process and like emotional time tiptoed into like sharing and the responses I've gotten from those experiences make me feel small. And it's not a time for me in my life to feel small. Ever, no, maybe, but, like, no. but we, we are not meant to, not, none of us are meant to feel that way. So I think we have to be very careful of who we share with and why yeah for sure i'm such a literal person that once i start talking about something i have to give every detail and so i've learned like you don't have to sh if someone asks like how is that date or how's that client i can just say good or it was okay i don't have to tell them the beginning no it's for you it's i know i get too deep i get i like want to share everything but so <laughs> i've been the same in so many iterations and then it's also because your heart is so open that you trust, but like, who are we and why would we give our trust so easily? That's what I've learned. It's like, and that is so funny. So That's what my business coach told me recently. She's like, why are you letting people in? Like if I'm so loyal, like I said, I've been a bridesmaid 17 times. Like I am a loyal person, but I've given like, you know, people that are like a new business or a date or something, automatic loyalty, just because I want it to happen. And she's like, you, you have to make them earn it too. But that and is, I was like, is not purity. The want is a need and you don't need anything. You have what you need. So the one yeah. real, that's ego. Like I, like, I mean, we can talk about this on another time, but like I smoked DMT, <laughs> which is a psychedelic, which literally kills your ego. And like, I died for a second and it was like a <laughs> It was like a 20 minute experience, which is crazy. I don't smoke, smoke anything. I don't, it's like drugs me. I'm like what? But Oh my God. Whatever I, it did, it killed my ego in a way of like, I left and I was like, I'm just wearing leggings. Like the rest, I'm like, literally, I would never show up to podcasts in like PJs, but on like a surface level, but on the real level, it was like, dude, that ego that drove you to need the validation to need the second date to need, it wasn't about your heart. It was about your head. Yeah. Anything you need to trust yourself for being so fucking real. Yeah. You got to get out of your head. It's not your head is well, all your head will always make you think more. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't need to like the second date thing, the like, you know, another chance for a business, the not getting paid thing, the like anybody will try and, talk you take. out of something which yeah take what's yours because yeah and everybody wants that <laughs> it's true okay tell me about covid and your what out of your head and really into your body like, yeah i've been so busy my whole life by choice my mom's the same way i love that about us we're always seeking adventure but this is the first time that i like couldn't go anywhere you know have you know south by southwest we're having an event every single hour and i had to like think about what i wanted at that moment instead of like what's 
what to prepare for and what's next. So I, I've had a lot of fun, actually. I mean, uh, I've seen it through your travels and your stories and your Instagram and like just complete release, it seems like unattachment to anything that would be like, quote unquote, normal, like literally mm -hmm. adventuring outside of your space, cooking more, connecting with other people. And then even like, just me being like your friend being like connecting with too many people. Cause like, do you need yeah. people in your space? And then you like checking yourself and like, maybe not like, because there's also a piece of you again, so pure that like the people pleaser in you wants to include and associate. And then it's like really being like, do these people make me feel good or right. getting depleted? Like, are they energy suckers or energy fillers? Oh yeah. Well, you're an energy filler. That's for sure. But speaking of cooking, I never knew how to cook. Like I never had time. I was always eating out or I was busy with work during the day. So I wouldn't want to go to the grocery store at seven and then come up with a recipe. But being at home all day, I planned for it. And I, it, it became artwork to me. And like, how can I fit it on the plate and make it look pretty? And then it was another activity and checking it off my list. Like I created something and it's here and I'm going to eat it and I feel good. And it was like, I like to create things. And I realized then cooking became that. And that was a, my love language, like having people over for dinner in my backyard. Like I didn't even want to eat it after I made it. It was, I put all the love into the food and then my friends came over and it was just so lovely. I'm literally coming to you within the next like month or two, hundred percent. You're, I have a room for you. Um, and I think that's beautiful. I didn't know that you didn't cook before. And like, cause it just seems so natural. Like everyone before. thinks that they're like, Oh, you're such a good cook. I didn't even know, I've never tasted your food. To me, that's a compliment because you are home. Like you are light, you are love. Like that's a gift. That's not, it's not something that many people have, um, which is like, suck that in. That's beautiful. First, second. Oh, you're so nice. No, first, so so give me, to, to end this, um, a piece of advice or just from your experience as an entrepreneur, as a chef, as a, a bon vivant, as someone who enjoys life, like really to the fullest, but also like recognizes the part of them that's anxious, that forces, that pushes, that, that can get blocked, right? In doubt and insecurity and unsurety. Like, I don't know. Tell us what we need to know. I would say one, what I've really learned is it's okay to have a bad day and to keep moving through it. And it might take a couple days, but usually if I have I'm feeling down for no apparent reason. If once I go to bed and wake up, I feel like I'm on the other side and to not think that it's forever. Um, and that it could take a week or what, but you'll be at that all time high again, no matter what. And you just can't worry about it. Flow through the fight. Yeah. <laughs> I really do think like, I used to be like, Oh my God, I, I, I don't really have bad days often. And I've had a few during COVID and I just had to remind myself, it will be fine. You'll get clients again. You'll have someone invite you to do something again. And it's always true. So to just like not beat yourself up about it and just like, you know, almost, I'm not someone that waits around, but I have to tell myself it's okay. I can just wait till the next day. Yeah. And I would say even just to push you further that like, you're not waiting for anything. Like you have everything. It's, it's literally that simple. And, um, and you know that it's just that actually like admitting that to yourself that you're that powerful. So it's true. I mean, I see you so clearly. You are such a light. It's beyond. Um, follow Alex, Rycheck Eats, Checkmark Eats, not Rycheck. Yeah. 
It's C-H-E-K-M-A-R-K-E-A-T-S. Um, and then all her other handles and stuff, I will uh, provide you through the blog and everything else. But thank you, Alex. Oh, thank you. I will call you next week and we'll catch up even more. And um, you're such a good mentor and positive person to talk to. You make it easy. Thank you. I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.